The USFL Gambling Podcast Week Two Reaction Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Yes, uh, we're also brought to you by. SGPN's draft week. Yes. All week long. The SGPN uh, draft week has you covered with draft props, mock drafts and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Football is a unique American experience, a game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival, but survive it did. SFL gambling podcast as we break into the week two reaction show. Uh, look, uh, we have a lot to talk about. There was some true ass kicking, some terrible performances and some amazing performances. We're going to get to each and every game going on in the United States football league. But first you might just be wondering, Hey, hey who the hell is, uh, is talking here? Who's this maniac yelling at me? Well, my name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick. Don D, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. No one touches Dundee. <laughs> Yes. Hey, Dundee was Dundee was pretty fire. Three and one on the picks. My money line play hit my dog. The only one I was surprised about was the game I truly got my ass kicked in. But three and one is three and one. All right. Three and one is three. Not and bad. One. Yeah, not bad at all. And that's a voice you're wondering. Hey, who is that guy? That is. Uh, well, give it up for my co-host, Farmer. Farmer JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, let's go. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Week two is in the books, buddy. And uh, look, we're gonna get to our power rankings of all eight teams. But uh, I guess we let's just go chronologically. First off, I mean. 
this I don't know that there was more. I think this week probably had the biggest margin of defeat. If you were to add up all the scores, uh, probably in you in recent USFL history, I'd go back to the eighties and have to check out some of those weeks, but at least compared to last year, as uh, you had a seven point game, you had a 40 point win, which is, I don't recall that ever happening last year in the, in the, in the USFL. You then had a 17 point win. And even with that, uh, they need the ball at the half yard line. So it really could have been a uh, 24 point win. And uh, you had a 14 point win. Some uh, only one, one score game. You know, is that a concern you think the, for the United States football league, buddy? Ah, couldn't be. I mean, we're just figuring out which teams are, which, I mean, I don't necessarily think that you can predict that. I mean, the only thing is, I guess the showboats were respectable in their performance against the generals uh, in week one. No, the stars. Uh, or was stars. it the stars? Yeah, Guys, yeah. stars. Uh, and uh, the stars, you know, they weren't great, but they 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 still, you know, seem like a respectable program. So, um, maybe the, it shouldn't be the end of the world. Maybe Birmingham is just that good. It kind of yeah. seems like what it is. Super uh, unbelievable performance. Uh, we'll get to it all. Uh, before we get to uh, the first game, though, I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Yes, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that truly offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures, like maybe going to Tom Benson Field in Canton, Ohio. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most, the absolute most, insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And look, if you lose or uh, break a pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. So let's say you're out, you know, at Tom Benson Stadium in Canton, Ohio. You wanted to go check out the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame and then scoot on over to a USFL game. And uh, you get there, you show up, you're supporting your 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 squad, and maybe, you know, you cheer a little too heavy after you've had one too many uh, uh, beverages. And uh, maybe uh, you get yourself in a little altercation. And maybe you're wearing those sunglasses because it's a hot day out. Well, not at Tom Benson, but you know what I mean. And uh, and all of a sudden, you get a shiner right in your eye, right? I mean, you're wearing the sunglasses, and boom, they're broken. Well, guess what? You can go right back to Shady Rays. They're not even going to ask any questions. They're going to go, boom, here are your replacements. Get out of here. What a deal. And with Shady Rays, not only can you look good, but you can also feel good because to date they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. What a deal there. So their heart's in the right place. You look good. Everything's going good here. And right now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over two. 100,000 people. Let's go. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast. And the first game we're going to talk about is the Houston gamblers against the new Orleans break a break a one, two. Come on in now. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting game because if you look at the yardage, so new Orleans wins by seven yardage wise, they only outgained Houston by nine yards. 
but got the dub. Uh, they had, they were uh, what five for five in the red zone, which was half the battle. I feel like, um, new Orleans, they haven't looked like amazing, but here they are. McLeod Bethel Thompson. He's like 35 years old. He's dominating yeah. here. He finds ways to get his teams to win the game. And I, I don't, I don't know like if it's the, like the, the, the best looking one, like the best looking game, like the, like their offense doesn't look really fluid to me at times, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> they, they got it. Like they get wins. So well, they're, they're not afraid of the check down. <laughs> that yeah. is for sure. And I mean, Bethel Thompson uh, was basically explaining it. He's like, Hey, you know, they're giving it, they're giving us the outside. We're outflanking them. They're giving us the outside and we're taking it. And, and Sage Surratt gets to the open spot. John D. Filippo was talking about how good he is about getting open in the flat and they just hit him over and over. Now he's the leading receiver in the league after two weeks in oh. the tight end spot. And I hope you listen to our DFS show because look, I didn't hit for money because Josh love. And then I started the wrong running back, but we did give away. We did give away Sage Surratt. And then we also gave away Jay Sternberger, two really good value plays, but you're hundred percent right. Uh, but they find ways to win this, you know, to win these games so far. So they're two and oh, they might not look like, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the league, but Hey, just keep winning. I mean, that was a competitive game. You have to be happy with that, especially at 9 a.m. on a Saturday. It's like for us West Coasters, noon. I mean, that is that is an amazing thing to wake up to to watch good football, competitive football too. I mean, the game itself had a pretty uh pretty even, like you mentioned, rushing and passing uh yardage stats. Uh Bethel Thompson 251 and uh Kenji Bahar 266. Um, and then rushing, uh West Hills had 110. And pleasure for the gamblers had 94. So, you know, both have now. I guess you could say the uh the big difference was Kenji Bahar throwing three picks. Yeah. Uh, uh, and 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 Wes Hillis came out of nowhere because we were talking about Anthony Jones playing him. But Bahar struggles. I'm surprised I didn't go to sign Kyle Sloter. I saw some people said the it was funny, someone tweeted like the league fixed it so Birmingham could get Sloter. No, they could have signed Sloter the week before. Birmingham didn't know until Jamar Smith got injured that they needed a quarterback. So Pittsburgh and Houston could have signed uh Slaughter for the past month and they didn't. Uh, so <laughs> how great was it that on our uh on our podcast on Friday uh we were you know pissed off that they hadn't uh that no one had signed Slaughter. I, I then- even said the Stallion should sign him and then boom we we get done with the pod and within we 10 minutes Twitter. yeah within 10 <laughs> minutes I think it was like while we were recording uh the final minute or two that uh it was reported that the Birmingham Stallion signed Kyle Slaughter now I don't They know were that. listening live to the podcast they hadn't even the idea hadn't even crossed their mind and they go holy shit he's right let's sign <laughs> Slaughter real quick <laughs> Exactly so look we hit on the breakers minus the points barely barely on this one um and uh you know get it done they win by 7 do you think the breakers are a serious contender, Patty C? I know it's two weeks in. There's a lot of football left, um, but you know, last year, I mean, team that if made you're the playoffs, undefeated, right? if you're undefeated, you are a serious contender. You can never, I mean, let, let, let's, let's stick to our own rules here. Any undefeated team has to be taken seriously as Amen. legit contender with Houston. You know, uh, it's, it, it, I guess you saw signs besides the three interceptions, their offense put up a lot more yardage than they did the first week. I think that's encouraging. Another thing is Mark Thompson was still a scratch. 
That was their best player a year ago, so they haven't had, you know, I know TJ Pledger, the former Utah Ute running back, played all right, but uh, yeah. Mark Thompson's been, you know, was their best player on offense a year ago, and he's missed the first if, two weeks. Yeah, if, you're, if your backup's getting uh, 94 rushing yards and 5.2 yards per attempt, then your, your, your backfield is in good hands. Yeah, yeah. So we hit on that one. So look, I went three and one. What the one blunder, and this was a super blunder. Because I also called for the Memphis Showboats. We Auntie Nick was texting me. He was tweeting at us. He was in the in the Discord. Which way? By the way, come talk USFL action with us. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord as it's happening live. Because you know we 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 couldn't stand Todd Haley a year ago as far as a head coach. We thought he was a really poor USFL head coach, right? We thought like many games that he got out coached and. Last last week, week one of the USFL season, they played the Philadelphia Stars, almost beat the Stars, and I thought the offensive line looked way better, and I also thought Carnell Lake did a better job defensively than Pepper Johnson, their former uh, defensive coordinator. But uh, so we all took the showboats. Uh, well, I don't know about you, right? You did you take the showboats? My, my uh, for whatever reason, I don't think my my thing processed on uh, on tally site. But if I if we went back to the podcast last week, I think I was leaning um, Birmingham actually. But I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not remembering off the well, top was, of my head. There were so many injuries for Birmingham. We thought the showboats could. Be oh Nick yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I backed off of it. Remember Jamar Smith out for the year. Marlon Williams, their star wideout from UCF, out for the year. Uh, Bo Scarborough right. wasn't going to be playing. Scooby Wright not playing. So we had all these concerns. Oh my God, forty-two <laughs> to two. Uh, I can't even give Carnell Lake shit because they scored their only points of the game. At least you weren't no. shut out. And did you <laughs> see? Uh, did you see the altercation? Little little uh, little chippiness. Uh, uh, who was, uh, who was involved in that? Todd Haley and skip Holtz. Todd, Todd, Haley oh, saying, oh, they got a little, a play little before the two minute warning. You're getting up there running a play. And he goes, I can only run my offense. <laughs> so, uh, then Todd Haley says, well, we're, we will remember that. Remember we play again. And I'm like, dude, you just lost by 40, yeah. buddy. Go to back to the drawing board before you have the nerve to talk. Yeah, trash. I'm like, yeah. I, dude, I don't know what I cannot wait now, but I, you know, that's always good for football and sport is when you get a little chippiness and <laughs> I mean, that is bold. You yeah. get your ass handed to you on a silver platter and have the nerve to talk shit. Yeah. And we, oh, don't forget we play again. I'm like, well, do you want to play again right now? We just beat you 42 <laughs> to two. We won the USFL freedom cup a year ago. And here we are. Like, who the My fuck backup are you? quarterback just tossed for 300 yards yeah. and four touchdowns. Yeah. You? Alex Mago looked really good, man. He looked really good. And, uh, you know, I know they signed Sloter, but obviously, I don't. I don't think Sloter's going to see the, the the field that much if if he's going to continue to look that good. Sternberger Another, goes off. Uh, didn't you pick him for DFS? Yeah, Jay Sternberger, former Texas A and M Aggie with Jimbo. Uh, that was my DFS guy. So my DFS lineup looked great until today. Twenty five yards per catch, five yeah. catches, one hundred twenty seven yards. That's getting off. He's a stud, <laughs> man. That guy is a stud. Um, Only targeted six times. Yeah. That means out of what 125, that's over 20 yards per target. Throw the <laughs> ball to that dude. Get the Holy man God. the ball. I mean, guys, the, the Memphis Showboats had 183 yards of offense. The Stallions, 463. All right. So maybe, maybe you don't want to be playing them. I mean, look at I mean, Brady. Whether it was I'm in the state of Alabama, man. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Alabama needs a pro football team in the, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, they'll have that, that iron blood. I don't even know what you can take away. If you're a Memphis Showboats fan, you're 0 and 2. 
Brady White was 15 of 25, a pick, uh, five yards of completion. Then they have Ryan Willis, the former Virginia Tech and Kansas QB, come in. He didn't look very good. Collins, uh, the former Seattle Seahawk and Raven, I mean, 3.4 yards of rush, and it wasn't much there. Vinny Papali Jr. is probably the only, the only like somewhat good thing I could say. Five for 42. He had eight targets. I, I mean, I just, I think Todd Haley's a bad coach, man. I really do. And then when you look at, like Skip Holtz to lose all that production and to win by 40. Uh, something's right in Birmingham as Alex McGough had a, had a monster game. Um, I know CJ Marable had a solid game and, and white. Yeah, I was a, running back. Uh, a week early on uh Marable. You know, he didn't do much for me week one, but then he goes off and has a decent game this week. So uh, I finished dead last in DFS for the second week in a row <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son, had a touchdown for the Birmingham Stallions. Yeah, what an ass kicking! I mean, dude, I, that's easily the biggest blowout in recent USFL history. I'd have to go back. I, I should do that throughout this week. Go back and see the biggest blowout win in USFL history. Maybe some in the '80s that uh, would be on pace for that. But wow! So, I mean, are the st- the Stallions still look like the best team in the league? You would think Scarborough. Oh, was amazing last year. Jamar Smith was pretty damn good last year. Scooby Wright was amazing last year. Uh, Marlon Williams, amazing last year. And and if you add in what they lost as far as Victor Bolden or Cyrus Mitchell, you would think, man, this team took a lot of hits. They just won by 40 with the backup quarterback. Uh, They've given up 12 points in two games. That's a lockdown defense. John Chavez getting it done. Longtime sec defensive coordinator. And, and their wins are against an O and two team. Obviously, they handed them one of those. Um, and then uh, who'd they beat last week? Why am I drawing uh, a blank? The on New that? Jersey Generals. I mean, that that's, Generals. Yeah, who had a decent performance. So that just makes their uh, makes their win a little more legit there uh, in week one. Definitely, definitely. All right, we're gonna get over and talk about uh, Sunday's action in the United States Football League. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the USFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NBA and NHL playoffs are going on. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides that, they also have daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games. Uh, and they've already got their NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes up for grabs. They also have USFL stuff. So get on over there. Check it out. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the NFL Draft Props Contest. Yes, part of uh, SGPN's draft week is the fact that SGPN is holding a free NFL Draft Props Contest exclusively for our members on Discord. I just mentioned this. If you want to come over and talk USFL, we pretty much have every sport you can think of, even, you know, just badminton, whatever. I mean, the, the, the Baja 500, um, there's even stuff where you could talk movies and music and stuff. It's a whole DGen community. And if you, en- this would be how you enter our draft uh, props contest over on discord, sports slash discord. It's completely free to enter and the winner is going to get $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sports slash discord and go to the NFL channel uh, to sign up for the link. All right. So do that. And remember folks, as always to let it ride. All right. We are back on the USFL gambling podcast and Patty C the, 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 I really like today's games. Something about Tom Benson field pops better on TV to me. 
it's beautiful, even with the empty stadium. Yeah. You know, and I'll say this I, I'm getting actually, well, you know, we harped on it for a long time about the uh, aesthetic of like an empty stadium when we, when uh, pa- uh, the pandemic hit. Yeah. It's, it's not as big of a problem to me just because like, I, I feel like I'm watching for the game of football and I'm watching, uh, I'm watching what is a, a developmental league, you know? And so if I, if I look at it from that standpoint, there's actually almost something cool about less people there and just, you're watching like a, a an intense scrimmage almost, but obviously it's in game format, but you know, it, it makes you focus on the game itself as opposed to now would I go for a crowd. Obviously crowds sure. are fun. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the one advantage, but I mean, I agree with you football, but it's football. not uh it's not yeah. taking away from it as much. And it, when I'm getting used to it, it's not, it's not a negative for me anymore. It's like, okay, this is like, you know, a, a crowd is less important. You know, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I still say that like, the one advantage that the XFL, I think the USFL has a lot better teams than the XFL, but yeah. uh, the one thing they definitely that, have better crowds, definitely DC, have better crowds. The DC the and St. Louis crowd were fantastic, but St. Louis plays in a dome. Part of the viewing experience to me sucks when you see games in a dome as, as you well know. But one of the things that pops to me, I'm Tom Benson. When I watched both those games today, something about the way it looks, looks the grass, than, would it, you say? Yeah. It looked better than Birmingham. It looked better than uh, Memphis. It looked better than uh, than than any other field that I saw. I really enjoyed both those games today. Well, you're getting that rich, you know, northern grass. You know, like wine grows better in the north. You got it's it's the cool nights, the moist nights, and the sunny days. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but (laughs) I'm just trying to come up with the reason. Maybe maybe they just use a different grass. Maybe it was also I like the uniform matches. All of it looked. It just was visually appealing to me. I was watching, you know, all this in my house. I'm just sitting there like this one is. It just looks perfect to me. But let's talk about the game some because, you know, me, NC Nick, uh, I think yourself too. We all were like, dude, what is this line? It's an overreaction. The generals are a really good team. Uh, they actually outgained Birmingham by a substantial amount week one. And, uh, and they just struggled in the red zone. Well, boom, they get it back going. This was an easy hit as they won uh, 20 to three. And it was, it was basically 27 to three because Darius Victor scores a touchdown with like 30 seconds left. And they rule that he was down at like the inch yard line. They decided to take a knee, but uh, you look at this, this game and uh, you know, Mike, right? I didn't panic. And I know Toby Johnson, friend of the program was saying, don't panic. We're a really good team. They still only had 248 yards of offense, which is a little concerning, but Pittsburgh's defense was pretty good the week before Maybe Pittsburgh is, is turning into a Pittsburgh team, you yeah, know, the, the, yeah. but very but much the, so. But at the same time, like the generals dominated this game. They dominated this game from start to finish. Uh, St- DeAndre Johnson, you know, much better passing percentage, completion percentage at oh, 69%. Still didn't throw for any touchdowns. Dakota pro cop came in, did throw for a touchdown, but uh, man, still look game. solid pro cop. Yeah. I mean, did you see, uh, who is it? Uh, Darius Victor running smash into, yes. uh, who is the Alabama backer? No, uh, I'm going Ruben Foster. Yes. Ruben five, Foster. Four, what a collision. Yeah. And uh, Victor, Victor got the better of him, you know. So, hey, that, that's that's a legit hitter because Foster was a, a a very legit hitter at, at at the high levels of of college football. So I, I you can't even doubt his hitting credentials. And Victor, you know, basically gave it to him uh, in between the tackles there. So uh, maybe he's got NFL kind of power, you know. 
He does. He reminds me of Ray Rice. And and uh, you know, we still didn't see Trey Williams was a scratch, didn't play again, and he was a substantial part of their team. And you saw they cut Pearson L the day before the game on Friday. Mm. They cut him, mm. but Eccles Looper getting it done four for fifty seven and a touchdown. Um, I think this offense is gonna be fine. I, I think uh, you know, if anything, uh you, last year the generals started off, they lost the opening game to Birmingham and went oh and one, but then they won nine straight uh to go nine Could we, and one. Uh, Could we see that again? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean the loss to Birmingham, and you're right, that the the fact that they basically scored a touchdown that for whatever reason wasn't counted, even though they reviewed it and it was clearly a touchdown, and the fact that they went for it deep in uh Birmingham's territory and uh you know came away empty handed instead of going for three, it's like, Hey, they were pretty darn close. And then Birmingham's performance this week says, Hey, maybe, maybe these are the class of the, uh, there would be some that would argue that the generals were better than the stars last year. Um, yeah. And so maybe these two are, I mean, they're certainly among the, the best teams in the league. Certainly. I'm not going to panic. And I think they're still really good. And especially when they get Trey Williams back, another guy that can go um, in kind of a thunder lightning backfield with him and Victor. I think that's going to be yeah. big. Um, and Dakota Prokop, you could make in case you could make a case that he's better than Luis Perez. I mean, I don't know. It's tough. Perez is more of kind of your traditional drop back passer where Prokop's kind of an athlete, but you could make a case that he kind of helps the offense, uh, more. And I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see the generals down the stretch. Now the Maulers, I, I think the gamblers, cause the gamblers offense played pretty well this, this week. I think we gotta say the Maulers are the, are the clear worst team in the league yet again. So maybe it wasn't. Kirby, Kirby Wilson, mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's close. The The showboats had such a bad performance in week two. <laughs> That's fair. That That's fair that they put this, but I, I agree with you. We're, we're, we're going to get to our list here yeah. of, uh, you know, pow- power rankings, power rankings. Um, but look, I mean, they went 19 spoiler for the worst team in the league. <laughs> I mean, they just can't throw the ball four yards of completion. It doesn't matter the quarterback that they use. And then Madre London, who we think is a decent running back 10 for 38, but the defense knows they're going to run. So they really can't get anything going in the passing attack. It's just bad. It's bad. And I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, you know, as, uh, as the season prolongs, now, what's that? I want to double check. Uh, Last week they lost fifteen to twenty-two against. Uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. When was this? This wait, was. Yeah, was last similar. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fifteen to twenty-two. But they got um, a defensive and touchdown double. and a punt return. So they still haven't scored an offensive touchdown <laughs> through two games. I mean, it's almost yeah. incredible. They're the worst team, dude. I it's know a you're problem. a Pittsburgh guy. I know you love the black and gold and the or the yellow and gold, whatever. Uh, but. Uh, well, I'm going to like, it's just, it, it's, it, there has never been, and I'm glad for it. I am glad for it. This is what has to happen is at least they are like re like discovering what it is to be a Pittsburgh football team. You know, that's something the Steelers abandoned long time ago. Here they are dead last in the league and rushing and, and one of the worst, uh, well, I guess they improved defensively, but they had me getting hammered and like, Okay, when did Pittsburgh become a finesse passing team? Sometime in the last 15 years. Before that, they were, you know, one of the league's leaders in rushing. So, uh, sure they suck at passing, they're not great at rushing now, but at <laughs> least their 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 identity is their defense. Yeah. So, yeah. I think once you do that and once you figure out who it is you are, then you can improve on that. Amen. Amen. 
Uh, my dog uh, for this week that I liked the most, I said the Michigan Panthers are going to beat the Philadelphia Stars, Pat. And this game was my favorite game of all weekend, uh, the whole weekend, because it was 35 degrees and it was raining at Tom Benson's. Remember, we thought this was in the dome. I don't know why they're playing this in Canton, maybe to save some money to have one operation, but this was fantastic. This game, like to me, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this watch. It was my favorite watch out of all four games. Loved how the, 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 there was a lot of defensive turnovers, which I know you alluded to last week that you liked that. I think a lot of that yeah. was, was, uh, was that both defenses are respectable, but also the fact that the rain was playing an element. You saw a receiver slip on a Josh love pass that was picked off. Um, you saw the Michigan Panthers defense getting after case Cookus and, and really made him uncomfortable the whole game. And I gotta be honest, I'm shocked at how good the Michigan Panther team is. And I really think you know, that they kind of dominated that game. If, if, if that receiver doesn't, doesn't uh, slip on that slant, this thing might've, cause they were driving that this thing might've been a 31 to 10 final score. They really, they really gave a, uh, you know, a lot of problems to the Philadelphia stars. So I, I can tell you this, man, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Cause we're talking, uh, you know, power rankings, Michigan gonna be up has there. by <laughs> far been the biggest surprise this year. Absolutely. Jeff Fisher, dude, it's the same team. It's not like they went out. It's, it's, it's not like they went out and added like most of that team, both running backs, the quarterback, uh, the wideouts. I think three of the top five wideouts were, were there a year ago. They, they lost Petway, their tight end, who was actually pretty good. Um, the defense. Well, did you hear uh, Corbin uh, chirping yeah. on the phone? Yeah. He's a beast. <laughs> Give me the damn ball. Dude, 131 that's where, yards on 12 yards of carry, uh, two touchdowns. That and that, this is where my DFS lineup, dude. Coming into today, I thought I was going to make some serious cash DFS. But I, remember, I started Stevie Scott, who got the bulk of the carries a week ago. It was the opposite this game. Stevie Scott got some carries, but it, Reggie Corbin just was on fire. So my DFS lineup really, Josh Love didn't have the greatest game either. But like some of that wasn't his fault when the receivers just slipping. Um, two picks uh, for love. I mean, uh, uh, 51 uh, quarterback rating. It's not like they're doing it through the air. Only 174 passing yards, which in the USFL isn't terrible, but case cook is 283 yards. So the, the, the much higher passing numbers coming from Philadelphia, well, but, but Philly doesn't really commit to the run. They're like one of the only teams that doesn't yeah, really commit check to down the run. city. Yeah. So, but I, I can tell you this, I am thoroughly impressed with what, I mean, <laughs> Jeff Fisher must be such a bad coach. That's the only thing I can deduce from this because Michigan looks for real, man, that offense the, I think they're, they're very well balanced and it, we might have a situation. I know it's only week two, but just like we saw in the XFL today, when the St. Louis battle Hawks, you know, get eliminated for the playoffs and they're probably the third best team in the league. You know, you got like DC and uh, Seattle and, St. Louis, I think it's a clear cut third best team in the league, but because they're in that one side of the conference. So right now week two, you're looking at the North and you're saying, well, Michigan just got a win over Philly, right? So Michigan would, and, and Jersey and Philly, you have three good teams, Michigan, Philly, and Jersey. One of yeah. those teams ain't going to make the playoffs. Um, I cannot wait. Yeah. It's going to be a hot divisional uh, divisional battle here. Yeah, and and really, but but Case Cookus, man, I can tell you, man, they made his life a living hell. I know oh man, they have attitude. Mike Nolan, uh, yeah, you know, 
getting bring bringing the attitude into that defense right right at the end of the game when uh they slammed Cookus and like basically ch- choked him out on the ground. Yes, and there was that a was moment great. actually in this game too. And shout out to Mike Pereira, I'll give him some credit here because they were going to call a uh, a uh, a what's it a, like a illegal. Not yeah. helmet to helmet, uh, not helmet to helmet, but uh, uh, unnecessary roughness. Yeah, unnecessary roughness on the safety, which I I was furious that they threw the flag on that because I was like, no, no, no. And yeah. Thankfully, Mike Pereira picked up and said, "No, nope, that's uh, you know we want to see football, guys. All they're right, letting we, them play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their helmets did even touch first, but it wasn't like he was launching with the crown of his helmet. It was just he was he was trying to make a shoulder tackle, and their helmets just happened to make incidental contact before the shoulder pass. That shouldn't be a penalty." You know, exactly. that that's the game of football being played. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, they're, they're butchering the fucking sport on a lot of levels. Glad to see Mike Pereira get it right there. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, so I know USFL I, continues to, you know, establish its place in my heart with, with reversals like that. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, like they should come up with a system though, where like the, the ref gets blamed for throwing that flag, man, they should get, <laughs> I like should it. get blamed for that, man. Um, <sighs> Accountability, uh, baby. <laughs> I know you and Nick were on the stars, but the Panthers, my dog, get it done for me. Let's fucking go and got it done. Dude. Uh, well, you know, what I also like, I also like, uh, I don't know if he was hamming it up or for the camera there at the end, uh, or if he was legit hurt, I think maybe a little bit of both, but uh cook is when he's all, you know, whining in front of the camera Yeah. Uh, and Bart Andrews being like, whatever, dude, just get out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love the, the once again, I know it was in 35 degrees and rain and that's football baby, right? In Canton, yeah. Ohio, beautiful fucking setting. This game was my favorite from the way it looked, but also both these uniforms are pretty fire. You like both these uniforms? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, the stars are funky as hell and uh Michigan's got a got a great color scheme, you know, blue, gold and black. What's not a, to like? That was a rematch of the 83 Freedom Cup in the USFL. Yes, that was absolutely fantastic. All right, let's get to uh let's get to our power rankings here, buddy. Um I think we all have the Birmingham Stallions number 1, correct? Absolutely. I mean, how There's could you no not? There's no way you cannot the say the most impressive performance in league history right there. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um uh, definitely in the two-year stretch. Um at number 2, I'm very curious. So, you're you have the Breakers undefeated. You got uh the Michigan Panthers undefeated. And then after that, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, what Jersey's one and one Philadelphia's one and one uh, Houston's zero and two Pittsburgh's zero and two Memphis is zero and two. Um, who do you think the second best team is? I'm not talking record though. I'm talking like you've watched the games. Who's the second best team in the league to you? If you, if you well, had to place a bet right now, uh, you know, I, I I'm taking record into account a little bit here. You know, I mean, I think that obviously, uh, my the the records don't you know aren't, my order isn't record based. You know, yeah, there there is a little shuffling there. But my number two team is undefeated. That is Michigan right now. I agree. Look, and right now you can get Michigan at plus five fifty to win the USFL championship. Nice. Pretty fucking incredible odds. So right now, Birmingham's plus two twenty five, Phillies plus four hundred, Jer- Jersey's plus four fifty, the Breakers are plus five fifty, Michigan's plus five fifty, Showboats plus ten thousand, and then the, the the or I'm sorry, plus a thousand, and then the Gamblers plus fifteen hundred, and the Maulers plus two thousand. So uh, I get over there and get. I I agree. 
I have the Michigan Panthers as my number two ranked team. Um, and then at number three, this is where it gets a little interesting because yeah, I don't I believe you here. I don't believe that the New Orleans Breakers are the third best team in the league. Neither do I. I think it's either Philly or Jersey. And to be honest with you, I kind of think it's Jersey. Yeah, Jersey's my number three. They're my number three as well. My number four is actually Philly. Are I you? actually have the Breakers over Philly right now. Okay. So you get the breakers at four. I, I have Philly at, at, at four. I mean, uh, the breakers wins are over who they, I mean, obviously uh, new Orleans or um, Houston today, who'd they beat the week prior? I'm trying to uh, remember that week prior. They was, uh, was Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So beating two, uh, two Oh, and two yeah. teams, you know, it, 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 there's a lot to prove. You haven't proven much yet. Beat a team that's won a game. I know that's hard to do when you've only played two weeks, but uh the resume isn't that that impressive for an, for a yeah. two and O team. I got the Breakers fifth. I got them fifth. I know you got Philly fifth. At sixth is where it gets interesting, though. Because I think it's pretty straightforward here. <laughs> you think Houston sixth? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I Memphis. can't put Memphis at six I after think this. It's Memphis. Memphis almost beat Philly. Houston's looked like shit both weeks to me. Yeah, but Houston almost. You know, Almost I don't know. They're, 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 they're comparable, I think, but you know, Houston's week one game, uh, they did get slapped around a little bit by Michigan. So I don't know. Maybe it's not as clear cut as I thought, you know, I go. So if you go Houston, I, I'm going Memphis, I don't Memphis. feel good about it, but then I go Houston. Then I go Pittsburgh. Do you have Pittsburgh yeah. last? Pittsburgh's last. Pittsburgh's last. You got you got to score an offensive touchdown before I'm taking you out of the basement of this league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rule of uh, thumb: you you're, you're not you're the worst team until you score a, a real point. <laughs> fair. I think that's pretty uh, fair. Um, all right. Well, look, those are our USFL uh, power rankings. There. To let us know what you think of them. You can find us on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Let us know what you think of them. Or, or once, once again, hop in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Um, Patty C just before we get out of here, I want to looking ahead at week three on Saturday at 9am, we got the breakers taking on the stallions, two undefeated teams. That's on the USA network at nine 30 AM Pacific. So noon 30 on the East. Where's uh, that one being played? That is in Birmingham at uh pr- protective stadium. There might get a little crowd for that one. Yeah, then you later that day at 4 p.m. in Memphis, Tennessee, you get the showboats and the gamblers. Someone's winning a game. Someone's winning a yeah. game. The O must go. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> unfortunate here is I feel like that that's the primetime game. They got it wrong. It should have been New Orleans, <laughs> Birmingham as the primetime. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not rocket science. <laughs> yes. So then uh, Sunday, though, on NBC at 9 a.m., you get the Maulers and the Stars, the Battle of Philadelphia. This is in Ford Field at that filthy, terrible fucking dome. Um, that's at 9 a.m. And unfortunately, they're back at the dome. But I think some Michigan fans might be excited about their team. Let's see if they get out as uh, Sunday afternoon. The generals at the Panthers. That's a, that game's fantastic. Which game? Yeah. Which game uh, do you want to see the most? Is it Breakers Stallions? Is it Generals Panthers? It's actually Generals Panthers. Yeah. You know that's our what well, we ranked as our number two and three teams, uh, or three yeah. and two teams respectively. I think. So. Um, I, I agree, man. 
Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. I mean, breakers breakers can prove a lot to us by having a nice performance and especially a win against the Stallions. You might argue that that really is the prime time game on Saturday, just because the NBA slate tipping off around noon Pacific, so they kind of have the morning slot all to themselves. And the XFL and they, playoffs are uh, are going uh, later that day. Okay. That day. Yeah. So I, so I think it's, it's probably actually smart programming, even though the game is on USA and not Fox. Now that is without yeah. a doubt uh, poor poor decision making. Yeah. Go go watch some Walker Texas Ranger fall asleep, and then hey, boom, Breaker Stallions are on. Uh, <laughs> Folks, subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And please, if you can, we haven't, you know, season one, we were getting all these five star reviews. Season two, hop on over there, give us a five star review. On Let's iTunes. go. Let's go. All right. Break it, break it. One, two, come on in. All right. And uh, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And once again, the USFL Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at USFL Gambling. Subscribe, tell a friend, and give us a follow. Uh, there as well. And look, get the SGPN app for free in the app store and Google play store. Uh, that thing, I mean, there's plenty of USFL and a lot of spring football content out there for free for you to read. Just grab that. And, uh, also, uh, the discord sports podcast.com slash discord. Uh, I think you'll dig it all. Let's go. All right. Until, uh, so later in the week, you will have us breaking down. Uh, so probably, uh, I think we were talking about a possible Friday show here. Uh, either Thursday or Friday this week. Thursday we have the NFL draft. We're doing a big thing at the SGPN uh, headquarters. So, Boom. not sure we'll have time. It might be a Friday morning show or Friday afternoon show. So, folks, uh, make sure you uh, check us out there. Give us a follow. If you're subscribed on YouTube, you'll get a notification for when we set it up. Until next week, or until Friday, I should say. This is the USFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Shoot.